Okay, I'm back. You back? Yep. Who peed longer? Oh, I peed longer than you. <laughs> you probably hear it, actually. Um, I probably should have my mic off. I did, I see. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Have you got um, Audacity on your laptop? Uh, I do not, no. I assume that's, that's some sort of audio editing software. Yeah, it's like a free thing you download. You can cut and paste clips and things like that or add music to the beginning or whatever. Are you it's... saying we should cut out our uh, background peeing noise? Uh, unless people are into it. Well, yeah, I think they might be. Okay, yeah, uh, why not? Happy to leave that in. Cool. Uh, that can become a, a weekly uh, section of our show and see who can be, <laughs> be the longest and the loudest in the background. Oh, challenge, um, challenge pissing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, something else they, yeah, screw you, X-Pac, you don't have that in your podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what were we talking We were talking about paying our dues as young rookies and the things we'd uh, be tasked yeah. to do, uh, flyering, postering. This is all pretty much standard. What is expected of you paying your dues in the early days? Yeah, um, less, I didn't expect. Yeah. Less so nowadays because, you know, we have the internet and like flyers and posters are, as you say, less effective. Yeah, I feel like now today, uh, postering, people tend to ignore it because they just see it as some kind of littering on the walls <laughs> and stuff. Um, but I've genuinely been out and people don't pay attention to the posters unless they see me putting it up. Yeah. So there have been times where I've put posters up and people have looked at it and gone, oh, wrestling. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, but I don't know how much that works. And the, uh, the old crippling thing where you're handing out flyers and hand a flyer yeah. out to somebody and they see it on, like they literally just throw it instantly on the ground. Yeah. Yes. It it kind of is, but then you feel like how many like anytime you get a takeaway menu, do you pay attention to it? No, not really. I'll exactly. Go straight in the bin because you know we have the internet and yeah, takeaway. Yeah. I'm and just gonna Google it or whatever. So yeah, it does make me question how to grow the local shows. Yeah, unless I mean, it's word of mouth. It's pretty much gonna be social media is probably your best avenue at that point and even that's dying to a degree i mean facebook seems yeah. to be i don't guess i'm not on the way out but it definitely seems to be waning uh the amount of people that use it at least in my it experience is. Anyway. it is and i feel like it's really hard to promote because the amount of advertisement on facebook you'd have to pay i think the portsmouth school wrestling's actually tried that as well like paid for advertising on facebook to promote their shows um but it does sometimes, like, it is very hit and miss, but the uh, Mountbatten Centre shows, they're either, like, super packed or reasonable. Yeah. Um, they're better than they were back in the day. Like, if you watch PWG UK or European Vacation. Ah, yes, I remember you telling me about this. I couldn't believe this was actually a thing. Oh, please so, tell, tell the, uh, the, the listeners uh, exactly what this is. I'll Google the card while I talk, but PWG uh, in... Uh, so European Vacation 2, 2007, uh, they came to Portsmouth, the Mountbatten Centre, where we do our trainee shows. PWG, like the pinnacle, I don't know if it's seen as that today, but between okay, 2015, yeah. 2015 to 2018, I'd say, was the pinnacle of independent wrestling, had a show from the Mountbatten Centre where you had Brian Danielson defending his PWG world title versus Martin Stone. You had 
yeah, Davy Richards and Super Dragon versus El Generico and Kevin Steen. And how many yeah. people did they draw for this, this show? Uh, it doesn't say, but if you watch, if you watch the trailer for it, if you go into YouTube, I think, and just put in PWG European Vacation Two, they have their um, uh, PWG's official YouTube channel have um, a preview of it, and it doesn't look anywhere near as packed as what we do for our shows. Yeah. Despite having multiple um, future world heavyweight champions on the card. Yeah, so you had Rockstar Spud on it. Austin Aries is on it. Uh, yeah, Brian Danielson. Pack, Davey Richards, Super Dragon, El Generico, and Kevin Steen. And uh, it's insane to see that, you know, they only have, I think, one of the bleachers out. While when we do our trainee shows, like I think my debut was at the Revolution Rumble, and I think they said something like five hundred people. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, uh, so yes. I can say that for my debut, we outdrew PWG, oh, and I was in the main event. God, that looks incredible. Yeah, I'm just so, looking at the highlights now. Your debut show was that a rumble as well? Um, okay, where, where did I leave off? Okay, yeah, um, so I was uh doing training and uh, oh, I forgot to add like once training was over, um, I had to fly home because there was no boat home, so <laughs> I would then get the train uh, up to Southampton Airport Parkway and uh get the cheapest flight I could, which was usually about like, yep. oh, I could be like depending on the week, it could be anywhere, it could be like. 60, 70 quid if I was like super lucky. But it could also be like 150 quid one way from Southampton yeah. back to Guernsey. Um, so yeah, I was doing that for months and months and months. Um, not making great progress, but um, did manage to have a training seminar with um, Badass Billy Gunn, which was oh wow, pretty cool. Yeah, like pretty starstruck there. And also had one with uh, Chris Masters as well who's, of course, famous for picking up that tree and putting it through his mother's window and helping her escape a fire, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was nice. really nice as well. But yeah, they're both, like, super nice, super cool, laid back. Um, just absolutely, again, surreal seeing a human being in the flesh that you've watched on television for years, that you've played as in the N64 <laughs> wrestling games. I was like, flashback to my, my first experience with wrestling. Mr. Ass? Who is this Mr. Yeah. Ass? And, you know, years later, Mr. Ass is teaching me how to lock up and I'm screwing it up and I'm uh, awful, but still just an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, so this went on for maybe like a year, year and a little bit, and it was costing me insane amounts of money, as you can imagine. Yes. Um, and it, just, it was like getting to the point where I could, I could pay my bills, I could pay my rent, I could like put petrol in my car just about, but anything else, like. I remember walking home from work one day and I was like, I'd start, I realized I started looking on the ground for like spare change and like any money that people might have dropped because I kept thinking like, wow, if I, can, if I can get an extra 20p in my food budget, that means I can get a can of tomatoes tonight and that'd be really nice. And it was like that moment, it struck me like, 
i.e. can't go on like this. I, this has got to end. Something's got to change. Yeah. Got to make a decision here. And, you know, I wasn't making great progress with wrestling training. Um, I was in a relationship at the time. And I was, that's, as you can imagine, that's kind of selfish that I was spending quite a lot of my weekends um, away at wrestling training. Um, sometimes I would stay overnight as well um, from a Saturday, from a Friday to a Sunday. And I would sleep in the school, in the ring, mm-hmm. um, just like with a sleeping bag or whatever. Um, as some other trainees did as well, just because they couldn't afford a hotel. So yeah, um, a lot of my weekends were lost. So that's difficult to be in a relationship when you're, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'd love to spend some time with you, but I actually have to go off and pretend, learn to pretend fight people and pay them, yeah. you know, all this money and money, you know, I could be taking you out for a nice dinner, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, I'm going yeah. to give that money to badass Billy Gunn so he can teach me how to do a famous. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I made the difficult decision to to cut the dream short. And that's where uh, the dream died, eh? dream died um so you uh, trained for about a year did you a little bit over a year yeah um, okay so i can't remember what year this is in i'm like even worse with years than you so i'm guessing this was like 1942 or something like <laughs> um back in the day um so yeah i i returned to civilian life yeah um, but at the same time i kind of like i was like okay so wrestling is not gonna happen anymore I should probably make a go of this actual real living, being a normal Ugh. human being. <laughs> yeah, no, really. uh, so I, I was like, I got a better job and I took a bunch of exams in finance and got some qualifications. I got really into, uh, got in much better shape because I was so out of shape back then. Um, mm-hmm. So I started lifting weights and running. Um, I, went I should try my, that sometime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and well, to say, you say that, but you're... Even since I've known you, come on, um, I've told you this before, um, leaps and bounds in your physique. And I'm not the only one who's told you that, and as the trainers have as well, and I'm pretty sure I've overheard. I, I um, get, I, it's one of the things I get told that, but when I think about how long I've been working out, I feel like, man, I should be better. Well, yeah, same thing for me, but like, you know, it never ends. Like, True. Yeah, but you look like, if, if you told someone you were a professional wrestler, like I, so they would believe it, but when I tell people, they always go. No, really? no, they don't. No, they have the exact same reaction that, that you just said. They are like really, okay. you you don't look like a. Does this really like especially like coworkers or, um, yeah. I don't know, maybe because they don't see me like ever in a like they see me like in a nice smart shirt or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, and when you wear a suit, it does sort of hide it. But yeah, um, yeah. I used to get around it by telling people, oh no, I do like the lucha stuff, so oh, it doesn't matter yeah, that I'm not big. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, you've come on, like I say, leaps and bounds in your, your physique. It's, it's definitely noticeable. Uh, it's one of those, it's one of those things that that sort of held me back. Like the first couple of years, I wanted to do it was because I used to think, yeah, and same for like, me. Like, yeah, and this is like something I want to come back to in a future podcast is um, just like that whole like working outside of wrestling and body image issues and how we like try and compare ourselves to. I don't know who's got the best physique right now, like um Coach Rabushi. Yeah, yes, yes. Ugh. Or I was thinking Brian Cage. Um Yes. 
or Bobby Lashley or just like uh, Brock Lesnar, just like these yeah. inhuman beasts. Um, I'd like to say this now for the podcast. That is, that if you think about training, uh, a lot of people think, oh, I'll work out for six months and then go to training. Yeah. I, I would say no, train and work out at the same time. Absolutely. Um, because the like the cardio needed for wrestling, you can only build by wrestling. Yeah, you can't do it by like going for a run or yeah. a stationary bike or a cross trainer. My get the, yeah, no, the closest thing you could get is... Po- cr- crossfit maybe yeah some sort of um, explosive but you're like still constantly doing cardio and then explosive cardio and then drop down a bit and then, um, yeah but even then it's not going to be the same because you've still got to you know control your breathing um you're juggling like a hundred things in your head as well at the same time oh what's the next spot okay you've got to bump like this you've got to be ready for this but you've also got to you know accelerate your arm yeah exactly it's it's so difficult so yeah if you're thinking about training train like go to a wrestling school absolutely um, so many guys like i've spoken to like yeah i want to start wrestling training but i want to get bigger first and of course they never actually work out or do anything so it never comes yeah. to fruition but i think that's them kind of like justifying giving themselves an excuse like oh, I, I would train but i just gotta get in shape first and then of course, maybe yeah um there's a lot of that in guys out here that i i always hear like so many people say oh i'd, I'd love to do that but and the butt isn't really that that big a butt. Yeah. So it's something that could like easily be overcome with, you know, a little effort and time. But, uh, yep. Yes. So if we're done talking, talking down on those people who dare not train. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I got in better shape, as I say. Um, I ran a marathon. Nice. I did a bunch of other things that I wanted to get checked off the bucket list. Um, but of course I still had this, like, I just wanted one match. Like if I could just say I had one match, I would be satisfied. Everybody else wants to become a world heavyweight champion or main event WrestleMania. And I just want one match in front of a crowd. Doesn't matter where it is. Doesn't matter if it's only 10 people, just as long as they paid money, Mm -hmm. it's a natural show. I can die happy. Yeah. Um, so I always had that itch in the back of my mind. And of course, time ticks on. Time ticks on, as you said earlier. And the dream seems more and more distant. Mm-hmm. So eventually I'm like, right, fine. I'm, I'm at least in decent physical shape now. So that gives me a good start, a good base, even though, as you say, it's not exactly, it doesn't prepare you for in-ring cardio and conditioning at all. No, but, um, and like wrestling in a school training doesn't prepare you for wrestling in front of a crowd either. No. Absolutely not. And um, but still, if you can be in somewhat of decent shape, it's going to help. Um, so I was like, fine. I'm got a better job now. Um, I get paid way better. I can. I still don't want to move to England to try this because I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm too old to run off and join the circus now. I've got a good <laughs> life here. I've got my own flat. I've got nice income, a nice job. I don't want to rock the boat and throw that all away um, mm-hmm. to go off and you know chase the circus. You know, maybe if I was young again, I, I I could, but you know, I can't. I always think like, man, so many people would like kill to have this well-paying, relatively stress-free job that is five minutes walk from my my apartment in Guernsey. It's just a really like easy setup, and I, and I just could not bring myself to like throw that away and 
moved to England. So um, again, I did the whole travel to the UK from uh, Guernsey thing again. Only this mm. time I could afford a, a flight directly to Southampton. <laughs> um, it was still like super expensive, but um, it was a lot easier, obviously, than getting an overnight boat. That's time consuming. So uh, yeah, I was flying first class, which is the only class there is in a plane from Guernsey because um, <laughs> they only hold like 30 people. Um, so yeah, uh, bright and early on a Saturday morning at like 5 a.m. I would drive to the airport, get myself on the first flight out to Southampton, land in Southampton, get the train down to Portsmouth. And this time I was training with Revolution Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And um, much, much better training atmosphere, much better trainers, um, a more welcoming feel at the school, I felt. Um, yes. I remember my, my first day, I was like, I came in and I was late, like 45 minutes late to the training session. I like, I don't think, I think uh, Dan McGee was taking the training session. Oh, did you go to the beginners class, did you? I must have, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, sorry, I'm late. I'm Ben. I like literally tried to give him like a 30 second explanation of my experience so far and what, what I'd done. And like, he was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, Louis, can you go and take this guy in the ring? And he's like, God bless his socks. Louis um, was there and he took me aside and took me through the basic roles and the bumps. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to remember anything? And <laughs> uh, no, I didn't remember anything at all. I retained pretty much nothing. Um, I could pretty much do a back bump and a few rolls. I could lock up and, but you know, Louis, Louis so good. Like he just works with you and um, mm-hmm. you feel a lot more confident, you know, when you've worked with somebody so experienced. And so we locked up and um, yeah, he took me through the bumps and then he was like, yeah, yeah, you're okay. You can, cause there was two rings at that point. Um, so he yes. took me aside into one of the other rings while the other trainees, uh, use the opposite ring and he's like yeah you seem fine go and join the trainees and the rest of the and the other ring and so yeah i am um, they were like two-thirds of the way for their training session at this point so i just what were they going them. over and this is the thing I, I i can't think it was like a bunch of spots okay ended up with me giving the other trainee a stinger splash and a ddt and i was like nice yeah um <laughs> So, oh, you got to do two moves on your class. And uh, that was it. Like, um, the other trainee was really good as well. So, again, he just pretty much, I was the broom, the proverbial broom. He helped me. <laughs> he broom, was broom, the broom. broom. Yeah. And um, I felt great after that. I was like, oh, I felt like in that one session, I'd done more than I had in all of the other training sessions back at Varsity. So, mm-hmm. you know, I boosted skyrocketed my confidence i was yeah i was talked to ben i came back the following week and uh we did like a little rumble and gave um will castle an f5 and took them out the ring and yeah, <laughs> just like awesome like cool little experiences it was just so much fun and yeah from there um a few months on from training my first match which was your, your original question um, my first match came about in the Bucklands Community Centre, a uh, six-man tag team match. It was oh, nice. myself, 
Um, I can't even remember. It was a six-man tag. Um, it wasn't against me by any chance, was it? You know what? I think it was. Um, yeah, it was you, Will Castle, and, and Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, and against you, uh, AJ, AJ Wright, AJ Wright, and, and Kai Caden. Yes, um, I remember that match, which is on YouTube right now. If you give it a, anybody wants to listen, give it a, a watch. Um, I remember one bit of that match. Oh, two oh, bits of that match. The actually. beautiful back body drop you took at the start. Oh, three bits then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were they ah, the other bits where I counted a Lexus's head takeover into a backbreaker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And towards the end of the match, AJ did a dive over the top, and Andy, being the professional, <laughs> didn't get hit, and therefore he didn't bump. And I, I was like, you took the oh, full wow. Yeah, no, it's just one of those things. Like he didn't do the fake wrestler. Oh, I'm by the pile, therefore I'll fall. Yeah, he sort of just went off, and he went, ah, you "Miss me." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, that's what you should do." Unbelievable. Yeah, um, always learning. That was a really fun little match, actually. Um, you got to win as well, didn't you? I know. I not only did I get to win, Aiden. Do you know how many bumps I took in that match? <laughs> Zero. No bumps. Oh. And I got Can to I... get spine busters and back body drops and oh. double choke slam. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, I me and Will double went to double choke slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I counted yeah. and uh, hit the choke yes. slam, tagged in Kai, and I think he has frog splash for the win. Uh, I am now four, three years into my professional wrestling career, and I've yet to pin someone. That's, that's, it's not about wins and losses, Aiden, except it really is. But um, it is. Yes, because, it really yeah. is. Do you see Brock Lesnar jobbing to Kai Caden? No, you don't. You know why? No, that's why uh, Brock Lesnar is worth. God, how much do you reckon he's worth, Brock Lesnar? Oh, hold on, hold <laughs> on. We'll play, a little game. we'll play a little game here. What do you reckon Brock Lesnar's net worth is? Oh, I don't know. I know he gets paid like a million dollars a match yeah, or something. I'm, before you Google it, I'm going to say. Oh, 15 million. I'm going to say 31. Okay. And these things are never accurate, of course. It's not like they've got Brock Lesnar's tax returns, but um, let's have a look what Brock Lesnar is worth. And then we can look how much Benjamin Black is worth. As of 2020, Brock Lesnar's net worth stands at a staggering $28 million. So I was was out with 10 million. Jeez. Yeah. And he probably doesn't um, even spend that much of it. He lives like in a far on a farm, like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, doesn't even have internet yeah. bills to pay. Um, but I think wins and losses. People say, "Oh, it doesn't matter," but it genuinely does because uh, I have friends that won't come to the shows now because, as they put, you always lose, Zayden. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think and, it depends uh, on the wrestler yeah. you are as well because I can't imagine like. How many matches has Rockstar Spud won? What do you reckon his win ratio is? I don't actually know. I, I can't know. imagine he wins most of his matches. He probably like wins like what ten percent, if that. Maybe when he the was point the I realized the maybe, but uh, the point the time I realized that it did matter was when, um, oh, there was a kid. And we were handing out flyers for the shows. And there was a kid who went to the shows and he asked me, are you going to be on it? And I said, why, yes, I have a match. And the kid went, are you going to lose again? 
And that's when I realized that these kids who go to these shows, they, they do keep track of who wins oh, and yeah. who loses. Oh, yeah. It matters I to them. Have them come up to me after a show. And um, they are invested in these shows. Like, to them, this is, a, like, a big deal. Like, they probably, like, melts uh, our matches after after the shows. On the, on the, on the playground. <laughs> oh, I hope there's a... I hope there's an... Obs- oh, man, yeah. I hope they write a newsletter, and yeah. I'd love to see the reviews for my match. The, yeah. Um, I think we should do an episode about funny stories after shows, but I have... Oh, my goodness, yes, a, there'd be so many. I have a bunch that kids have said to me after shows where I'm like, oh, okay, that's... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that was... And my dream came true. And I, after that match, honestly, I felt like if I never wrestle again, I'm absolutely okay with that. Everything else that comes afterwards is just gravy. Um, well, you got to be in the newspaper as well, didn't you? Yeah, I even um, it's on the wall behind me. Um, I probably should turn on my camera. Um, <laughs> I got a whole page spread in the local newspaper, which, like to my mum, is the greatest thing that I will probably ever achieve. Is getting the local <laughs> news. Like I could honestly, again, like I say, I could WrestleMania. I could WrestleMania main event. My mum would not give a shit. But getting in the local yeah. newspaper, oh boy, she's um, gonna have yeah. that one in her scrapbook for the rest of her life. Yep, that's another thing we should probably talk about in a future episode is our family's reactions to us becoming wrestlers because oh, yeah, it's always gonna be a, an interesting uh topic. Mm-hmm. Grief, um, we've been running how long have we been talking for now? An hour and a half, okay. Um, we started this quarter past. This is, um, let's talk about, before we wrap this up, um, the modern day, bring ourselves back to modern day. Have you, what have you been watching wrestling wise recently or not even wrestling wise? Like we can, I wanted this to be like, and talk about video games, movies, okay. TV, music, because we share so, pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, I think we share the same upbringing. We uh, share the same interests pretty much as well. Um, probably because our. <laughs> upbringings were so similar um uh, yeah i do find that for like wrestling fans there are your interests in like your side interests tend to crossover uh, yeah there's a big crossover with that um so today actually i've been playing tomb raider 2 on the uh well the playstation one retro gaming unless they yeah so i'm playing the pc version because i finally found a app that lets me use my xbox controller because the PT version only lets you use keyboard inputs. Oh. So this turns oh, keyboard. Of course, this is before. Would this be before the analog stick was invented? Or maybe? Well, no, it the, certainly wasn't on the original PlayStation. The Steam analog version stick. is like the 1997 PC version. They haven't updated it at all. So. Okay, so you've got like not, not quite tank controls, but those awkward D pad controls. Yeah, so thankfully this I this program turns Xbox control inputs to keyboard inputs. So I'm playing that at the moment while on my other screen right now I actually have today's New Japan show uh, ready to go. Which is see this is um big hole. My dirty secret is how unfamiliar I am. Pretty much all Perutsu and New Japan, Noah. I yep. see like some stuff, but I've never been like I can maybe name like 10, 12 Japanese pro wrestlers. That's fair enough. Like, And maybe like six of them are currently active. So this <laughs> is going to be um, the interesting part of the show where you can educate me on what's currently going on in New Japan. 
Uh, well, Ochre is. I, I, I know there's this guy called Jay White. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, and really someone else you've been on shows with, the great Okan has recently. Oh, yeah, debuted. I did see. Yeah, he posted on. <laughs> did you see on his Instagram he posted a picture of Nando's? Yes. Ah, uh, he's. <laughs> Bless his context. Yeah. He, yeah, uh, I think he's kind of missing the UK in a way. And it, it, it sort of warms my heart that we had such a positive impact on him. Yeah, he loves the cheeky Nando's. Yeah, so at the moment they're doing, so they have their like quarterly or whatever pay-per-views. Yeah. Well, pay-per-views, they're all on the internet on their streaming service. But they do like build-up shows called The Road 2. So at the minute we're going to a show called, I think it's Power Struggle. So they're doing like their two weeks up build up called Road to Power Struggle. Uh, and yeah, so that's going on at the moment. And they're building to, I think, Kota Ibushi versus Jay White for the uh, Wrestle Kingdom contract. And there's some tag belt stuff going on. But yeah, I won't go into too much detail because I think that will make possibly date this podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I I love New Japan shows because uh, I was actually interviewed once uh, when I went to Wrestle Kingdom. uh, I was actually interviewed by a guy who asked me why I watch New Japan. So that's somewhere on YouTube. Wow. Uh, Was this this the one you went to? Was it last year or a year before? The year before. before. Yes, this was 2018. I have a program from it. It was the Kenny Omega Tanahashi main event. And yeah, so I, that was your first time in Japan, wasn't it? It was my fourth time in Japan. Fourth time, okay. I remember you telling me you stayed in one of those teeny tiny little. Uh, yeah. Bubbles. We could possibly do that as another episode, which is like, oh, I'd love uh, to, yes. Yeah, adventures to shows because I've I've once yeah I've been to Japan for a show. I once got a coach all the way to Glasgow to go see um, Fear and Loathing. <laughs> Japan, Glasgow. Yeah, uh, all the, the big exotic places of the world. Yeah. A lot of similarities between them. Yes. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, I hope you're writing these show ideas down because I am not. Uh, um, I will open a note-taking app right now. Uh, I will take... Okay, so what have we said so far? Uh, oh, 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 show finally, stories. Yeah. Road trips to shows. Trips to... Uh, we'll also do... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got two ideas. So we at there least have go. three episodes. Boom. Um, so that's what, what you're playing. That's what you're watching. Uh, what's about watching you? any? Uh, I was going to ask you, watching any TV or movies recently that? Well, might uh, enjoy. To date, this it's currently just gone November, so I've been watching over October. I've been watching horror films. Oh, of course, yeah. I saw uh, you posted uh, Instagram Halloween. Oh, you got to watch Halloween on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, so did that. Uh, I watched. So every October, I watch a horror movie every day, leading up to Halloween. Uh, and to bring it back to wrestling, this year I watched Girl on the Third Floor, starring CM Punk's. Yeah. yeah, I saw the old uh, it was W uh, review guys. It is a good film. It is yeah, Punk is really good in that. I feel like he could. In play a douchebag in films pretty well. So you think he'd probably have made a better decision to go into acting rather than mixed martial arts? Oh, uh, 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 it's something he wanted to do. He did it and he's happy, so I'm happy for him. But if he continues to get into acting, 
I feel like, yeah, he could do really well. I would like to see him in more roles as I'd like to see more do try more villain stuff. But yeah, so doing that music wise, uh, let me pull up my recently played on Spotify, uh, Carpenter Brute, uh, who is a French electronic dj he does like 80 know, you know how i know him because he was the entrance music for uh my second professional oh yes right yes with uh new wave ah that was yeah. the entrance music and it's yeah awesome I like, I like me a bit of electronic sync wave yeah so he's very good uh and apart from that uh what else we got unleash the archers which is a power metal, thrash metal band with the female lead singer. And I I like to seek out different stuff in metal and rock. And I don't think there's enough women in the genres. So I, if I ever come across one that's really good, I like to support them. Yeah, I have a playlist that's like metal female artists because you're right. It is like you come across like one in every hundred that has a... a female vocalist yeah. and yeah you do kind of wish there, there was more yeah how about yourself uh literally nothing um yeah. no i've been reading um the first book in the expanse series um, okay which is a tv show now that they i think i made it i think amazon picked it up but i haven't watched a tv show but i'm reading the book somebody sold it nice. to me as game of thrones set in space except <laughs> except the actual last book is uh, hasn't been finished written yet but it is like coming this year so um, okay we shall see yeah um george R. R. martin has taught me not to uh, expect anything until it actually happens correct um, tv series oh i just watched the first episode of uh the mandalorian season two yeah. Which was incredible. Have you seen it yet? The Mandalorian? Uh, I don't have Disney Plus. <laughs> I, I don't have any streaming services except New Japan World because I am lame. Um, I'm not, uh, <coughs> piracy. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Um, what else have I been watching? Oh, I watched the other week uh, Das Boot because I was getting really into war films. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen Das Boot, but it's I haven't, heard, 30 yeah. German men on a submarine during the Second World War. And it goes okay. on for about four hours, which I didn't realise until I started watching oof. it. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a slog. It's a good slog, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely not. Probably one to split up and watch over several. I've heard the same days. thing about uh, Torah, Torah, Torah. I haven't seen that. Uh, that one's yeah um i hear really good things about that but the runtime is like super long apparently so that puts me off and uh, uh what else movies have i seen recently there was a good horror one a british horror film actually uh, best horror films of 2020 it's called something like occupier or Mm. Being part where I can't find it. Okay. Deep Blue Sea Free. No, that's not it. <laughs> uh, we can edit this bit in uh, post. Uh, let's have a look. 
The Awakening. Right. Would you say it was similar to? It was... Uh, I'll put twenty twenty. Was it this year? Did it come out? Yeah, it's it like literally just came out. It's called like Occupier or something. Um, basically, the setup is um, if somebody wants somebody killed, they'll essentially kidnap that person. They'll put an implant into their brain, which allows another person to essentially take control of them. Oh. Um, and of course, they can use that person's body to then assassinate them or just kill kill themselves. Um, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, if you can um, find what the name of that film is by my yeah, description, I hardly, heartily recommend it. Um, okay, something like Occupier or yeah, you know, I'm terrible with movie name. Other than that, yeah, not really much else. Um, looking forward to, um, as you say, The Mandalorian. It's probably my favorite TV show at the moment. The Boys finished watching as well, which was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it's gotten really popular. And yeah, I'm, I don't know. These days I find it very hard to commit to TV series. I think Game of Thrones burned me when you put that much time into <laughs> time into a TV series and the last season just like, it kills it, man. Like I don't even like, I wouldn't ever go back and rewatch Game of Thrones now. That's just how badly it ended. Like, okay. It killed the franchise. Like, you don't hear anybody talk about Game of Thrones anymore. I know. It's it from weird, this phenomenon it... to just nothing. Yeah, that last whole series, uh, we can get to that some other time, but like that, I feel like from the get go, people weren't ready for it because as it went along, people complained about little things that. Oh, yeah. Were, yeah. yeah. Like saying goodbye. People were like, oh, why didn't you say goodbye to the dog? And I was like, it's coming back later. Then it came back later, and everyone just went, oh, okay. So I think, yeah, there was a lot of uh, ill will towards it. Yeah. Before it, it was never going to please everybody. No. Um, and it definitely it didn't, didn't, didn't please, please anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, this has been a, a fun time. I can't believe uh, the time has flown. Um, yeah. And this is corresponding fantastically with my battery running out of my laptop as well. <laughs> so um, this is going to be the end of the first episode of, what are we calling this again? Getting to Graps With. Getting to Graps With. Um, yeah. I'm Ben, ben Wadley, Benjamin Black. Oh, crap. We should, probably should have decided if we're using our... Okay, I'm Taylor Made Agent Taylor. Okay, I'll <laughs> do. Um, and uh, thank you for, for joining us for this. It's been a very enjoyable chat. And hopefully yes, we'll, we'll be doing this very, very soon again. Yeah. Cool.